Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, it's that time of the month again, isn't it? Something from before you. Only like you. And movies production. I think it's like exclusive. <laughs> this is the sort of mini series or on the side series, but something on the side series oh that we God. do on this podcast where me, Lonnie, and my girlfriend, Sine, Hello. we watch a movie that was important to us from outside our relationship because over the last four, five, and almost six years together, we've basically seen every movie together. But you know what? There's some out there we didn't see together. So, that's so this us. is where we go back through our back catalogue of DVDs, mm-hmm. the ones that merged, merging your DVD collection when you get it's a partner is a big commitment. It's a big commitment. It's a big, big commitment, um, especially as it's grown. Like if you purchase a DVD mm. get together, who gets it? Well, it's a very good point, especially like there are some that are mine, some that are yours, clearly. Clearly. Some in the middle. So, so anyway. sorry, raise your voice wasn't yours? No, Even... I didn't. The, the Barbie... Disney ones I didn't get either. Or right. <laughs> Care Bears 1 and 2. <laughs> All the Hilary Duff collections and CDs we have. No. Anyway, Gattaga is this week's film. Guess whose it was? <laughs> Mine. Sinead's. You might have thought it was Lonnie's given my previous mm. one was Legally Blonde, but we've done a complete <laughs> 180. <laughs> so now, for some history, yeah. I watched this film in high school in our religion and ethics class where we didn't do much about ethics much really about religion. It was not an OP subject. Were you just watching movies? It was a waste of time. <laughs> I don't know why we were shown this because I don't remember ever discussing it or doing an assignment on this or anything. The end of term or something? Or? It must have been. Mm. Our teacher was like, oh, I don't feel like teaching him today. Chuck a movie on. Best feeling when you're in Preach. school. Yeah. And they used to wheel out the TV on that little wheelie like stand yeah. and you'd be like, oh, put the book away. Mm-hmm. Lean back. And now when you're at school, it's just teachers who can't use the projectors. And they leave the mouse like in the middle of. The- oh, I can't! <laughs> I can't handle it! I can't handle it! I just feel like if you're teaching film at a university, like why film teachers were at film school and they still can't use a projector, that should be grounds for dismissal. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's me. Right. So, <laughs> Gattaca is a sci-fi film from 1997. Wikipedia tells me. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: I was five. So why was I being shown this? Like. Ten years later. Eight, ages later. It was an important movie. I guess so. Lots of ethical considerations in the film. So I'd only seen it once and a long time ago. Yeah, but you loved it when you saw but it. I, re- I remember really liking it. Mm. And then recently there was like a it was like a car boot sale thing down the road from us every so often. And yeah. we went and saw it. And I went, oh, Gattaca, I haven't seen that in ages. And we're like, oh, we'll do, uh, we'll yeah. do a lap first. We'll, we'll, we'll see what else is around. Money, and go get some cash, cash. out. Yeah. Came back. Gattaca was gone. gone. It was gone. Yeah. So the next time we saw it at JB, we picked it up. Yeah. There you go. You're up to speed. <laughs> what do you think, Mum? Did you like it? I did like it. I didn't know much about it. I'd never seen it before. I knew it was good and people had talked about it and I mm-hmm. like Ethan Hawke and 
Mm-hmm. I knew it was where he and Uma met, um, but never seen it, never had the chance to see it. So I was glad this came along. And I really liked it. It was much more of a, a noir film than I um, ever yeah, knew. Yeah, it's definitely not you know? straight sci-fi. No, it's, you know, mistaken identity and there's a whole the cops onto the mm-hmm. case and there's yep. a murder and they're very dark and I like these sort of movies where it's the near future mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's, as you were saying, it's like very 90s near future. But, like, I can see why in the late 90s when this was happening and The Matrix and mm-hmm. a few other movies like that, like a bit of a cyberpunk, it's like so, it's one biopunk vision of a future society driven by eugenics. Like, it's yeah, cool. And, like, really cool. As uh, Wikipedia tells us, NASA reckons it's the most scientifically plausible movie ever. Scientific movie, science, science fiction movie, I should say. So that's um pretty cool. And, like, this sort of stuff is not that different to what is happening now. And, no. like, you know, IVF and mm-hmm. you can screen babies or future babies for um, diseases and things. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's just that one step further. It makes yeah. you think about it. Yeah. I, so, yeah, that was great. Good. Something I love about old sci-fi movies is that they obviously, like, their vision of the future has to be based on the technology they have at the time. Yeah. So I love that they're, like, playing with eugenics and everything and, um, like, can grow humans, the best possible humans and everything, but they still have, like, green and black computers that, like, yeah. <laughs> just scan little pages and everything. It's cool. It's, like, same in um, Star Wars from the 1970s, yeah. you know, yeah. compared to what Star Wars would look like if made it now. Yeah. Those, like, that's a different galaxy, but even then it was a 1970s version of science fiction. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's cool in a way. It's dated but mm, also, like, cool relevant. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mum used to teach history and she'd have lots of documentaries and things where they'd do reenactments. Mm. But in the 1970s, the reenactments of whatever time period of the Romans or Egyptians, whatever, mm. they'd have really heavy eye makeup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> compared to now when they look like, you know, the modern take on mm-hmm. the reenactment of mm-hmm. the same time period. Mm-hmm. Same, same kind of thing where it's what it looks like from today in the future versus what it looked like yesterday in the future. So, Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I said okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I was thinking about something else and I went, okay. Yeah. But yeah, great movie. And I think it's one that would make not more sense, but I think you get a lot more out of it seeing it a few times because there are a few mm-hmm. twists and turns and things and even stuff just thinking a bit more. You're like, oh, wow, that – that's what that bit meant, mm-hmm, you know, so mm-hmm. I'd really um, like to do it again. Well, what's your take on it all? Should we be able to genetically select Like, I don't think things? you should be able to see this movie and still think that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole point of it is that, well, he was told he couldn't succeed, so he did succeed mm. to prove them wrong, but all the ones that were told they were the best just stayed not mm. trying. Do you know what I mean? And Jude Law came second and that ruined his whole life. Yeah, yeah, even though mm. he was supposed to be perfect and everything. I don't know, it was just really, really cool, really, really cool. And I guess the nature versus nurture argument, which is mm-hmm. mm-hmm. probably never be settled. But then, like, if you have the ability to screen your unborn baby and see that it's got a horrible disease that's going to mean their life is miserable, mm. should you be allowed to... Well, not go through with the pregnancy. Like the thing I think is perhaps in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing 
anything in this film mm. is the fact that society was devoted to it. Right. We went crazy for it. We're doing the drug tests and if you yeah. missed the blood test, whatever, you didn't have the right scores, you weren't allowed to do this thing. And if you were, mm. had a bad score, you had to be cleaner. And if you had a good score, you could yeah. do the right thing. Maybe that's where it comes into it is how we deal with the technology. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that happens today, isn't it, people? You can test yeah. if the baby's... Find a bifida or, or things like that. Even right? if we just... you got to make a call sometimes if the pregnancy is going to kill the mother mm-hmm. or the baby or, you know... Or that... you have birth, give birth to the baby and the baby's in a wheelchair for 12 years, you know, like yeah. that's a decision you have to make. Yeah. I worry about that. Hey, having I know. A, having a kid that never leaves hospital, that'd, yeah. that'd be so bad. Yeah, this but is, it this happens is like, why it's rooted yeah. in reality, right? Yeah. Because you, it's not that difficult to imagine a future where you're like, right, well, let's, yeah. you know, rule out all these things so they won't have all these problems, you know. They'll only be healthy, strong human beings. But like, <sighs> yeah, but that's eugenics, isn't it? We try and mm-hmm. put the best people together and then yeah. we'll get better results. But it's like almost like saying people... Only some people are allowed to reproduce. Right. Yeah. That's not on. Well, no. Plenty of people are coming from mm-hmm. all sorts of life. Obviously, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not I'm, yeah. I don't have to convince anyone that eugenics is bad, surely. But no. obviously, when new technology comes along, mm. these questions become a bit different rather than they become less theoretical and more practical concern. I thought so, it was really interesting. The doctor that the parents went to go see, he said, remember, it's still your baby. It's just the best parts of you, mm, which is yeah. like, hmm. Yeah, but like, should you be interfering in that kind of mm-hmm. stuff? You know, like, well, I can't I think we should have any babies because, like, the world's going to end quite soon and climate well, change thing, and stuff. Right. You know? Like, there's going to be a supernova, right? Isn't that mm. why we're trying to get to Mars? So we're a bit further back from that. <laughs> what? Is that what's happening? I thought that's why we were going to Mars <laughs> because of the supernova. <laughs> so we're further back when it has its little <laughs> explosion so we don't get harmed. Okay. So like envelops Earth, but it doesn't get to Mars. Is that, is that what's going to happen? I thought that's what we were doing. Where'd you learn this? Is this Neil deGrasse Tyson told you this somewhere? <laughs> or was it something you made up? I thought that's why we were going to Mars. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, My I point mean, is... I mean, I guess we could. <laughs> is like, it ethical to have children at all? Like, eventually humans are going to... To Mars. <laughs> to escape <laughs> supernova. Or the moon. But, like, eventually, like, the Earth's not going to be livable, inhabitable for us, right? So what yeah. does it matter if it's your kids or your great, 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 tons of million That's... grandkids? 
that's a great point. And like with climate change, it could be within the, our lifetimes that, you know, right. Mad Max will happens. My greatest fear, everyone knows, who listens to this podcast knows. Yeah, loyal fans of the podcast will know. But do you want your kid to grow up in a Mad Max world? Like that's bad. That's bad stuff. No. I don't yeah. want to be there. Some people will thrive. I won't. And obviously it's bad because the world's going to end. But also, <laughs> I'm going to... personal perspective. <laughs> well, it's not great for you, is it? I'm not going to be Max. I'm going to be one who dies after two seconds, you know? At least it'll be quick. At least you're not going to be one of the tortured ones. Unless I, like, cozy up to one of the leaders. I'm, like, a Morton Joe's, like, mm. servant. But then at what cost, you know? Anyway, that is a concern. I'm not being... I'm not trying to be flippant, but... Yeah, should we even have kids at all when we know people aren't doing anything about climate change and not just climate change though? Oh, anything. There's like wars and and horrible people and poverty and hunger well, and everything. It's like I don't know that I want my kid to grow up in this. Yeah, about yeah. My point was thinking back, like in the seventies and sixties, and you know when our parents were growing up, the threat of nuclear warfare was ever present. Mm-hmm. They still alive, they still did stuff, I guess. But, like, I guess in that sense, those people could choose not to press the buttons and launch the nuclear warheads and the nuclear holocaust could be branded by people. But with climate change, it's kind of like no one's doing anything now and it's almost going to be irreversible. Mm. So, But do you have kids that they grow up to be the ones to figure out a solution yeah. and, you know? I mean, yeah, for sure. And I've... Obviously, things weren't looking very good for, you know, our ancestors in the 1800s would have grown up mm. in the, the slums and, you know, they weren't doing too well back in Ireland or whatever. But, like... I wonder if it comes down to biology then. Like, you sort of want to have kids because you know that if we all don't have kids, the human race is going to go extinct, right? Yeah. But, like, I really like to talk about this with people who've had children, but I don't know how to talk about it without coming across well, like judgmental bit, it's like why it... did you choose to have children in a horrible world you know yeah. but like i'm actually really interested if this was even a consideration for people before having kids or if they just had them and didn't really think about it yeah, and the other thing is that lots of people like there's too many old people we need more young people to mm-hmm. look after the old people mm-hmm. well, maybe maybe it's good to have a plague every now and then i don't know get rid of the weak ones he's joking just <laughs> so you know <laughs> Because people won't be um, able to tell because they can't see the expression on your face. I, I, to be fair, I'm not the guy from Mission Impossible Six who wanted to. Start oh, that's the what he did, didn't he? Yeah. It's a common thing for villains to do, isn't it? I'm not Thanos. To, to be fair, I'm not Thanos. <laughs> You're not Thanos. Back to Gattaca. Yeah. Good movie. It's made us think. <laughs> it has made us think. I'm very glad you showed me. What do you think of Destiny? Is that a real thing? I don't know. Are you destined to be the way you are or is this how you... I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. Mm. Never going to know. Like, would he have succeeded anyway, Ethan, Vincent? Well, yeah, was his destiny or was told he was going to die at 30 and he had to be a cleaner because he was not worthy Mm. or was his destiny that he was told that and so he he tried even harder? Mm -hmm. Like, was his destiny, did he create that or was that... Mm-hmm. He's destined anyway. Mm. Isn't it great to watch a movie about something and have these thoughts so about it? so cool, isn't it? Yeah. This film mm. is what I wish the first Blade Runner was. Yeah. Because that, very disappointing. It's, it's a different beast. 
really is. Just read. So this Gattaca flopped at the box office. I never knew that. I Why? thought it was like everyone's talked about it. Did you know Danny DeVito produces? He's produced a lot of movies. Go to go to his like Pulp Fiction and lots of other stuff. Producing. Pulp Aaron, Fiction. Aaron Brockovich. Aaron yeah. Brockovich. Garden State. Yeah. He's directed lots too that you don't really think about. Oh my god, look at him! He's got white hair! He's 73. No wow. way. Danny DeVito in my mind is always the dad from Matilda. Yeah. That's it. Always. He's never older than that. How, how cool is it when you're a kid and you work out that he's actually the narrator as well? As the I mean, isn't it like, just like well, mind blowing? Because when he's the narrator in Matilda, mm-hmm. bit of a stretch from the character. <laughs> <give you> <laughs> he's um he's so nice and loving. He's got that great Dana Vita voice. But when he's the dad, mm. he's so cranky and you're like scared of him. Mm. Yeah. I can't help but put myself in the shoes of the listener who's clicked on a Gattaca podcast for us to talk about Danny DeVito and Mad Max World, Mad Max everyone's World die. and the Supernova. Should we? Back to Gattaca is really great. There's little hidden gems. G-A-T-C stand for the four parts of DNA. The spiral staircase is like a strand of DNA. They call them ladder, whatever. Like there's all little, little bits, mm-hmm. okay? Next to goldiness is cleanliness. Oh, get, get it? it? And why didn't he look at the guy in the eye? Why did he have his head down weird? Oh, because he was impersonating like, ooh. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. You should watch it. It's dated, but it's cool. It's noir. It's gritty. Mm. It's sci-fi, but kind of like whatever the the sci-fi is where it could be applicable. You know that one? Mm. It's like that branch. Yeah. Ethan Hawke, rarely in a bad movie, is he? <sighs> I just love him. I just you know, love him so much. This would be a good double feature, like we say sometimes, mm-hmm. double feature with Predestination. Ethan. Oh, yes. I was worried you were going to say before the before series, and I was like, ready to get up you. No, this no. is not. Predestination. Predestination and Gattaca. Excellent double billing. Makes you think about sci fi, but not like, you know, with aliens and monsters and stuff. You know what my dream is? My dream is for a really niche cinema owner, independent yeah. cinema owner, to listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And then whenever we say this would make a great double billing or a triple billing, he goes, you know what? I'll give it a go mm. and stays afloat. Like his, his little mm. country drive-in stays yeah. afloat because of the yeah. billing suggestions that we've made. Just hire us, mate. We'll come. We'll, you can cultivate some movies I'd love to work at your cinema. You. I'd love to work at your cinema. To be fair, they're mostly kind of Hollywood stuff because we, like, it's a lot, a lot of movies out there to get through. There are. There it's are. But, not going to be the most, but like good ones, you know. And then these people come to the little country drive-in and they're mm. like, oh, what a great double billing. I never would have yeah. thought to put those two things together, but really that's like our thing. And that's he's us. like, oh, ethics, do I do I let mm. them all know it wasn't really my idea? It's fine, mate. You take it. You yeah. take it and keep your business alive. Right. Should we do our own double billing? Like Just at, at home. home. We could do that. Yeah. A lot cheaper. A lot cheaper. No people. <laughs> no people, as we've discussed at length. <laughs> we hate people. That's right. Well... Do we do ratings for these or we just say we like it? I liked it. I don't remember, but I, don't, I liked I, it too. I wouldn't give it a rating. I think it's... It's uh, better than in my memory, actually. You know how when you remember stuff and you remember little bits, like the shin splint leg stretching mm. stuff? I remembered, mm. but not in that way. I thought it was in a different room and I mm. thought it was like a different colour and everything. And that's so weird where you go back and you're like, oh, okay, this is that bit. But that's not how I remembered it. Anyway, I think I, I'm a bit older and I can understand the concepts a bit better. Probably. <laughs> Watching it on a grainy TV in year 10. Mm. All right. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back soon with my selection for 
Um, something from before us. It's gonna be. Oh, I don't it's know. gonna be. Right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.